Seven ways to identify a business opportunity. Usually in my mindset when it comes to business opportunities is that ideas are cheap. Everybody has a business idea. It's especially common to see a successful business and hear someone say, you know, I had that idea, same one five years ago. Or you'll see a successful business and hear someone say, that idea really isn't that great. When it comes to business, the best ideas usually aren't original. They're usually not groundbreaking. And they're usually successful because the founder or founders has been executing and working some kind of business for several years. But with that said, you have to start somewhere. Somewhere requires an opportunity. Choosing a path with a good chance of working out and then working on the execution. In my observation, here are some of the best ways to identify a business opportunity. Number one is job boards. This is pretty much how ghost blog writers began. First client reached out via a colleague and asked if I wanted to blog for their site. The second client was a CEO I followed on Twitter and had asked about a ghost blogger. The third was from a job board listing I found where a person was asking for a ghost blogger. I had those three clients before I even started thinking about ghost blog writers as a business. I was really just freelancing. But even if you're going into it thinking about a business, you can look through job boards to see what people need. And don't just look at the positions that are needed. Look at the job descriptions, the tasks that are required or that the candidate will perform. If you see a recurring task, odds are good you could start a business specializing in that task and sell your services to businesses. For example, many businesses don't look for a blogger, but they do look for a marketing personnel with blogging as a required task. Number two is flipping. Flipping, or arbitrage in this sense, is buying something at a price and selling it for a higher price. Sometimes no improvements are made. Other times improvements aren't made. In either case, the person doing the flipping profits. Reality TV shows have really focused on flipping in recent years. HD, HGTV is full of flipping shows, including Fixer Upper. The History Channel has American Pickers. Annie has Storage Wars. They're all examples of businesses created from flipping something. And there are numerous ways you can flip things. Houses and cars have been common ones. When I was a kid, it was baseball cards. Sometimes you make a bet on something, buy it now and hold it, thinking that the value will increase in the future. Other times you change it, repurpose it, and sell it quickly. I know a guy that will look for cars on Craigslist every day. He'll find the right opportunities, buy them, make quick changes to the car, like changing out a starter, and sell the car for more than what he paid and invested. So you can flip anything. The value add is the profit. Sometimes the value you add is just your ability to find deals and to find buyers. Number three, copying, innovating. Some of the best ideas were copies. Facebook, not a new idea. In fact, there were many social networks before Facebook. But Facebook copied the idea and executed better. They never crashed. They were never slow. They made it easier for people to see content in the news feed. Ford. Definitely not the first automobile company, but they found a little niche that wasn't served. They innovated on what an automobile was, found a huge customer base. Walmart, not the first retailer, not the first discount retailer, 
but they executed the best. They have innovated the best and are still the biggest company in the world. If you're struggling for an idea, look at what seems popular. See where the managers are maybe getting lazy and missing out on opportunities. Number four, fixing a frustration. One of my favorite business stories comes from the deer hunting industry. It's about lone wolf tree stands. Founder was a hunter. It was in the late 80s, I believe. He was hunting and couldn't find a tree stand that served his style of hunting. He wanted to move his stand often. He'd need it to be small, easy to carry, and easy to set up quickly. And that product didn't exist, so he invented it. Now, there was certainly some struggle in inventing the solution. Usually the first prototype doesn't solve the problem in the best way. But if you can stick with it, you can find something that works really well and that you can sell. The reality is that if you see a frustration for yourself or for someone you know, the odds are very good that other people have the same frustration, whether they realize it or not. Sometimes the frustration can occur in a luxury world. You see something you can't afford and are pushed to find a way to make it more affordable for you and for others. Number five. A niche of a large business. And I like this one too. I'm sure it's always been around, but there are a few recent examples that kind of stand out to me when they were first launched. When Twitter first launched, it was just the feed of Facebook. That's it. They took one feature and really focused on that. They niched Facebook down and created a pretty successful company. And the same with Instagram. Just one feature of social networking. Niching it down and really making it incredible. You could do this in the agency world. While agencies focus on many things, you take one of their services and really focus on that niche. In business, many people focus on adding things, features, services. Maybe the real opportunity comes from having the discipline to niche down to one thing. Number six, combining. But you can still combine things to create new products and services. I recently bought a site for my bow for deer hunting. I struggled with the idea of spending hundreds of dollars on a site and an additional hundreds of dollars on a rangefinder. The trouble is that deer usually don't stand still for very long. So you set the range, you get the range, and then you set this range on your site. Then you aim and shoot. By the time you do that, the distance often changes. I found a site that does them both. It uses the dimensions of a deer. You find the perfect range while looking through the site. Another example of combining things is the iPhone. You have a cam- you have a phone, a camera, web browser, etc. It goes on forever. That makes the price tag seem small when you think about all the things you used to have to buy. The key to combining is efficiency and ease of use. Find efficiencies so you don't have to increase your price while you offer more. And make it as easy as possible for customers to use. Number 7. Entertainment, Education Attention is a big key in our world. Our attention is always on something. These days, it's often on an app on our smartphone. The key to attention is usually entertainment or education. Or maybe work, but work is more of a necessity so we can pay for entertainment and education. If you can find a way to entertain, educate, or both, you're probably on to a business idea. The reason is that attention can almost always be monetized. If you have the attention, business opportunities will come your way. People will be paying for the attention that you've earned. Conclusion Business opportunities are all around. 
There, that is also the frustrating part. It can seem like everyone has an idea, but you. In my experience, it's not worth stressing about. You don't have to invent something from scratch, something nobody has thought of. Just find an existing idea that fits your personality and go for it. And that makes me think of one more opportunity. Just buy an existing business. Many great entrepreneurs did just that. You could work for someone that is nearing retirement and that doesn't have kids interested in their business. Most owners in that situation would be happy to work out of friendly payment terms. It means that their legacy, their business, will live on.